So today we're going to start by talking about a goat. And he's one of my goats, but I didn't even know he existed until today. Um, but to be fair, he didn't know what a goat was. So all of us are a little bit confused. I don't know what either goat is. I don't know what greatest of all time is, even though I just said it. I don't know what the animal is, even though That's I know right. it's an animal. I don't know shit, but I say goat because it's fun to say. It is a really good word. I think there's a reason that the acronym caught on, you know, but Complex has a show called Goat Talk where you just talk about different greatest of all time. Th- you talk about goats, your favorite goat milk, your favorite place for goats to stand, whether that be a tree or the side of a mountain. But uh, it's a rapper named Rilo Rodriguez, who I guess he's kind of like downstream of Lil Baby, who he's talking to in this, because I looked at like his tour dates right now are like opening for Lil Baby. But two out of Rilo Rodriguez's three album covers for his like full length albums have goats on the cover. Yeah, he is Mr. Goat. And one of them's called Goat in Human Form. And well, let's just, we just got to listen to this little segment of the interview here. Here we go. <laughs> goat female rapper. Damn. Greatest of all time. Like rapper though. Rapper not like Damn, Beyonce. I ain't even know what Goat meant greatest of all time. You know that? No. <laughs> so you just said it. <laughs> How did you know Goat I swear to God, I didn't know that, bro. <laughs> I just thought you the Goat. Yeah, what do you think the goat means? It's a goat. I don't know. <laughs> I always think that, like, what the hell is a goat? The greatest of all time. Nah, I get it now. Yeah. One day I was like, man, why you want to be a goat? But rapper not like. This was like the fourth question goat. of the interview, too. <laughs> like, he heard is, the term again and again until this point. This is one of the most insane things ever. He thought he is deep in this world. He is on goat talk. He named his albums <laughs> the, the Goat in Human Form. And he think the whole time he thought they were talking about the animal. Yeah, he, he was all just these saying rappers, what all these different goat things were for the last two minutes before that. Like they just love goats. And so people on YouTube obviously are divided where it's like some of the comments are like, uh, he's just joking or whatever. But I really think he's not joking. Because when you dig, like when you really overthink the album title Goat in Human Form... <laughs> All goats are humans in terms of greatest of all time. It's always used about like people, right? He really thought that goats were what people were talking like. Somehow, goat is the best. Like the goat animal was the best to him. So to, to even clarify that you're the goat in human forms means you didn't understand that most goats are humans. Yeah, saying someone is the greatest of all time, you don't have to say that it's i don't mean the animal i mean the human <laughs> yeah. when they say goat female rapper they don't mean goat <laughs> but no a human i mean human greatest of all time human female rapper so it's clearly not a bit because they let him do that and that was in 2020 that he named his album that and it's funnier in hindsight to listen to the title track at the end when he's like goat in human form goat in human form and he's imagining again again. <laughs> a goat as a human and it's not it's not a goat in human form like the classic image of Satan with the cloven hooves or like a, a centaur thing. It's like someone with the tenacity of a goat, I guess. Well, also, as we can see from the album cover, it's also just a um, like a centaur. <laughs> I should probably post this. Maybe I should make this the image for the episode. It's him as a centaur uh, holding a styrofoam cup or maybe a double cup. Presumably there's lean in there. And he's feeding it to an actual goat who's wearing a chain. And in the background, there's other actual goats with presents in front of them. <laughs> let me pull up this one. What year was this? Here, let me, I'll, I'll put it in the Discord. Oh, I see. Dope Boys. Dope Boys single. I don't know if that was like an alternate uh, cover or something. Oh, yeah. He is like a centaur on this. And then he's feeding lean to an actual goat. So he is. Yeah. Kind of well, goat in partial human form. I was only looking at the, uh, the cover for the goat in human form album where it's like him in, uh, him in the bathroom and then in the mirror there's a goat. Yeah, that one's funny too. This one's like next so in that level. one think- it's like that. I I like this one better because it's like he's fully human. His whole he has normal legs like a man, but when he looks in the mirror he sees a goat. Like yeah, that's his true so form. Funny. Like, man, I'm the goat. And then he like he goes around telling people, I'm the goat. And the and little baby's like, Yeah, man. Yeah, man, your mixtape <laughs> yeah, you was awesome. Songs, yeah. You're you're the goat, man, for real. And then <laughs> and he's just he's like talking about his like his like killer Bob and Twin Peaks. 
<laughs> like he looks in the mirror and he assumes this evil form of the goat and he tries to tell people and they have no idea what he's talking about. They think he's just being arrogant. Yeah. It's like, I'm the goat, man. <laughs> I look in the mirror and I see the goat everywhere I go. Yeah, they I just think see he's the like, goat. It's, a, it's like bragging, but he's actually haunted by this goat. Yeah, it's like, come on, dude. You're not that famous. You can't be saying you're the goat all the time. He's just losing his mind. That'd he be can't really sleep. funny if he was doing like tortured, kind of like future style songs about like tortured by his own success and everyone thinks it's about like blowing up, but it is really just about seeing a goat in the mirror every single, like all the tracks are about that, but no one ever put it together for years. He's compulsively chewing grass and tin cans. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to climb up mountains and he doesn't know why. If anyone would actually want to be the goat in human form, I feel like it'd be Branson. He would love to eat trash all the time and have an excuse to do it. Goats are awesome. Yeah, they're very They're cool. so efficient that they can destroy the environment like pigs. If you leave them yeah. there long enough, they'll just tear every single thing up. Nothing can grow anymore. That's why it's okay that humans are destroying the planet right now. Because goats would have done it if you gave them the chance. Pigs would have done it. It's true. Pigs would fuck up a lot of environments. I think the Middle East was greener before agriculture. I'm not sure how much of it was uh, just like the the dry ass period or whatever happened in the, the Neolithic period. But I think uh, a lot of grass got chewed up in the Fertile Crescent by goats because they didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't yeah, know about by Rodriguez. Yeah, they didn't know. They didn't understand the. The consequences of goats, just like him. I think I got to disagree with you about which one's the goat cover, though. Because the one where he's a centaur is just so cool. I think this is legitimately in my top 10 album covers of all time immediately. Yeah, that one is It's way more ridiculous. Like, it brings back, like, early 2000s rap covers with, like, all, like, the the bejeweled text and everything. Yeah, but it's also very low-key. The saturation is turned way down. Yeah, you're right. Like, Like, it takes stuff more seriously than those. Yeah, it's, it's so... Like it's it seems more self serious even though it is joking a bit like it's really funny yeah it he looks unhappy it looks like he, it doesn't sit right with him that he's the goat and it actually reminded me of something that I remember seeing uh, and it was the blues man Sonny Boy Williamson two the guy who stole his name from the other guy and they had to call him two be instead of one <laughs> after people realized there was another one I didn't know that yeah it's a pretty funny story. Randy Newman ran, uh, wrote a song about it, um, but there was uh, his most recent release is called The Goat, and he's dead, obviously. It's a compilation that a record label put out, and it's based on the song he wrote called The Goat, and it's just funny how like he went through the same thing in the 60s, just say, calling something The Goat, and then <laughs> they made it into an album, and... Very prescient. Yeah, and it's... It's, uh, it has a double meaning that he doesn't understand because he's dead. But Rilo Rodriguez is alive and he still doesn't understand what the goat is. The goat, goat in, in human, human form. form. He should follow it up with another one called human in goat form. That's basically what he did here on the cover is that he's a human in goat form. Yeah, human and partial human in goat form. He he's should a do a, a whole album cycle of, of animals. Like a human in pig form, a human yeah, in like cow a zodiac. form. Twelve. Albums. I guess Doja like, Cat did human and cow form. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Uh, he's gonna do some Sufjan Stevens shit where it's twelve albums and he gives up on it partway through. Yeah, he says he's gonna he do an album serious. for every animal, and then he realizes there are trillions of animals <laughs> when you include bugs and the like, and uh, all the little critters in the ocean, and he gives up. He just does two anyway. He's listened to the Trap remix of Old McDonald's Farm, and he's like, fuck, there's a lot of animals on this farm. That's why they switched to monoculture. Now they only grow corn or they only grow pigs. It's all pigs because the songs were too long. No one could remember it. Yeah. <laughs> and on this farm, there was a mallard. And then you got to get on this farm. There was ducks. a pig and there was many pigs and a big on lagoon farm, of their shit. 200 pigs. Each of them in a stall, in a three foot by three foot stall. On this farm, we grew foie gras. Yeah. <laughs> Another pig funny in human thing, form. Pig in human form. It's a really like a self-hating album from like Fat Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm disgusting. <laughs> Working out his body image issues. <laughs> Another funny thing that happened was the Taylor Swift Speak Now albums shipped out, the vinyls. 
Oh, Taylor Swift, the GOAT. Yeah, she's the GOAT. In terms of selling out concerts and selling out vinyls, she might be the GOAT. She might soon be the GOAT. She might beat out the Rolling Stones. But a bunch of people apparently received one that was... Well, I'll, I'll play a sample of what they would have heard on this. <laughs> it's the funniest thing you could accidentally put on a Taylor Swift vinyl. Yeah, it's the best possible thing you would have would be like fart noises for an hour, but no one's pressing yeah. that on vinyl. A Jerky Boys CD. Yeah, the Jerky Boys. But this is, I guess, being repressed. And it is kind of cool. It's a, uh, I would rather listen to that. It's called Cabaret Volt. Cabaret Voltaire is the name of the band. It, the album is Plasticity. Came out in 1992. I found it on YouTube, and it's funny that there's a, a comment on it from a year ago. Someone said, this masterpiece needs repress on vinyl. I am waiting for it for years. It happened. So, All you uh, got to do is buy Taylor Swift Speak Now. Yeah, they tried to repress it, and they put it on the purple Speak Now vinyls. But it's funny that there are, there are like TikToks and Twitter videos of people putting the purple vinyl with Taylor Swift in the middle of it on the speaker system, and it's like tape loops of a guy talking like yeah. number nine shit it's especially funny that it's on side b so they listen to half the album and then get this which is pretty comedically uh choice you know yeah especially since i think all the new tracks are going to be on that side i don't know if it's a double vinyl yeah i got no i'm not even gonna look it up i don't apparently care. there there are vault tracks that were driving uh dave portnoy crazy because he loved them oh, so that's much. right dave portnoy on on this website essentially sports this head, we were just blown away by this headline, the way it's phrased. After calling out Kim Kardashian for ruining men's life, Dave Portnoy left flabbergasted by Taylor Swift's new album. Yeah, one of the weirdest headlines I've ever seen. I forget where I even saw this. It's on Essentially Sports, and it links to uh, an Instagram video of him kind of like sarcastically talking about how much he loves the new tracks, and it's like, it's unbelievable, and... Obviously, these AI things don't get the context of it. They don't get that it's like a boring video of just uh, this dickhead fucking around. Yeah. Just talking about whatever's trending. Like, oh, Taylor Swift is trending. But because it has all these terms in it, it gets turned into an article. Like, oh, according to him, two of the six tracks released were okay. But when it came to the rest of them, all Dave could say was the other four are so good. They're like, you listen to one time, you're like, oh my God, this may be a top 20 song ever, top 10. They're that good. He's he's just bullshitting. He's just talking. Yeah. but He's uh, so funny. Like, I didn't realize enough about him until recently that he's just like very catty and has very like effeminate tastes where he's always just talking about gossip and Taylor Swift. and Yeah, he's very he's, Trumpian. Yeah. In that respect, he's very much like Trump. And this uh, article just has a bunch of uh, quotes of him, just Tom Brady can't date Kim Kardashian, okay? Like, they're trying to just, like, I guess get more SEO shit in here by just, like, cramming all this together and thinly tying it together with um, Kanye at, at the VMAs, you know, doing the Taylor Swift thing. Like, I guess that's the thread, <laughs> vaguely. Yeah. This is a good sentence. As the viral sports blogger himself said, what can't mother do? My mind is like I'm listening to it, my jaw on the ground. Mother did it again. I think they're all so good, Mother. This acclaim and admiration for <laughs> Swift come days after he openly condemned the rumors of Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian dating, a notion he is not too happy with. It doesn't even that, make sense, but he's famous it, enough that if he mentions a celebrity's name, there'll be a hundred articles about it. Yeah. I think in order to call Taylor Swift Mother, you need to be at either female or younger than her and hopefully both yeah to be a guy who's like 15 years older than her and calling her mother so lame like a straight like mid-40s guy <laughs> yeah like it he's doing an impression of uh, a gay taylor swift stan yeah <laughs> and uh it's again very trump-like yeah that is that is something that it, it is fun to see it's something you wouldn't expect from a, a viral sports blogger yeah now, it seems like Swifties can rely on Portnoy to give an honest review about her latest album. <laughs> Why would Swifties be relying on him? Like, oh God, he, I hope he's honest. I just don't want him to lie about her latest album. I don't know how you create an opinion like that on the Taylor Swift re-releases, honestly. Yeah. Like, I tried to create an opinion on it. I listened to a little bit of it. The new one is Speak Now, which is 2010. She's doing them out of order. And I listened to the re 
cut version of mine, the lead single, which is a good song. And like the chorus hits a little harder. She re re-recorded the vocals. Uh, other than that, it sounds about the same. And that album already is like, that's the first album that she put out where I was like, okay, there are a couple tracks that are pretty good. Like she, it was right before she went fully pop. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, that's not his real opinion. He's full of shit. He's just doing SEO stuff. I don't know how you could have an opinion about it. And honestly, the, the re-released version of Red, when that came out, I remember going to listen to We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, because that's the only song from it that I really liked. And she cut out a bunch of the bells and whistles in it, and it pissed me off. She took that. She took out like hi-hat and tambourine and stuff, and there should have been more in there. You know, that reminds me of, I'm just kind of going out of order here because we're going to get to this later, but that reminds me of another uh, favorite of the show, John Acapinti. He keeps re-recording songs lately, and it's hard to understand why because he's not <laughs> improving them. He's got Taylor Swift syndrome there. I think what's happening is his hearing gets worse, and then he has to re-record stuff with more treble and less bass. <laughs> yeah, to make it sound worse. Yeah, it sounds better to him. Or maybe I, I would Scooter love to Braun, have a, like, a uh, bought his catalog. He actually did post... Um, someone shared this, this with me on Twitter that he posted that he's willing to give away his whole catalog of songs to someone who's willing to market them. Maybe Scooter Braun took him up on that and ruined everything. He's going to do John Acapinti Scooter's version. Yeah. <laughs> It'd probably sound more proficient, but it would be lacking all the magic, you know? The problem with John Acapinti's songs is they don't really have chords to them. They just have... Yeah. <laughs> Well, they, they sort of do, but he just presses the auto button on the keyboard. Yeah, the and it backing goes through tracks the do. And then he just yeah, it's bangs like backing tracks. on the keyboard. I think it's one of those ones where it lights up and you play the chords where it lights up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to sell that to someone. You can't really take that to Tin Pan Alley and say you press demo on it and then sing, save the children. We got to save the children. <laughs> but he did a, a weird one called Goya Cares we wanted to listen to some of that yeah why not let's check it out he's the only person still talking about the goya thing yeah he and said, in the comments he said that he wrote this in 2022 which is too late for the original goya conservative thing but also just not topical right now yeah it stood out to him so much for some reason like oh, in hindsight it wasn't even it's because he's saying that every 60 seconds children are trafficked see my theory is that he got wind of uh what do you call it whatever a freedom the fucking sound of freedom yeah sound of freedom he probably about heard about that and then resurfaced this song to match up with that which is so depressing because he did so good for so long at avoiding like QAnon stuff you know yeah they're finally getting to him the Goya thing was such a blip on the radar, and he really loved it a lot. There was also that guy, like, he it was on Twitter, it was like a Nigerian guy who, he kept making videos where he would say, Donald Trump Goya beans. <laughs> I'm trying to even remember what this was. I think yeah, Brandon I Wardell that. found him years ago. But that's the only guy I can think of that talked about Goya this much. Like, no one talks about Goya. At the time, it was cringe because it was just like a conservative uh, media flashpoint. But now you got to respect it because it's so many years later and he's still re-recording this shit. Just yeah, like Taylor you, Swift. I wonder if he makes stuff with beans a lot. Like, the Goya beans are fine, the canned beans. That's true. He does post on his Facebook often about how he's on a fixed income on Social Security. I'm that would sure make sense. That's why he's got way. to sell those those songs, the catalog. Yeah. Oh, here's one of those patented solos. Sounds better than ever. That really stuck with him, the Goya thing. He's thinking about those beans every day. And... I was looking for some sort of news hit for this. I looked up Goya and damn, I don't know if that's thunder or people setting off fireworks, but, um, probably a gun. I, yeah. Probably someone's firing a mini gun outside. <laughs> I was looking for some sort of news hit. Like, is there a Goya thing? But there's no Goya thing. The Goya guy wasn't in the sound of freedom Dude, movie. Uh, like, I think it's the sound of freedom thing. Just vaguely bringing up the idea of traffic. Yeah. It's, uh, they're like stock photos of crying children and stuff. Yeah, it's it's not good for human trafficking to be 
this much of a topic for these guys. Like I, it, like in this case, it's probably harmless because he's just some old guy. But it is kind of, it sucks that he's singing about human trafficking because he's not helping. Yeah. It's just like, why are you thinking about this? Why are you making songs about? He's, he's like, there was a line earlier in this about children being sexually abused. Like, why don't you write a song about something else, man? Like, you're not. This isn't yeah, helping. Stick to Goya beans. It's just bumming everybody out. Yeah, write a song about beans. Write a song about Waffle House. It's like, yeah, people just uh, watching movies about human trafficking and bumming themselves out, and it's it's virtue signaling. It's the right wing right. virtue signaling where you watch a movie about racism or slavery. Like you watch 12 Years a Slave and you feel bad. Then you tell other people they have to watch it to make them feel bad. It's, it's them doing that. And it doesn't really solve a lot. We're telling him stick to sports. Yeah, stick to sports, dude. I guess while we're on Acapinti now, we should queue up one other. This is another re-recorded one he dropped recently. But I, don't, I was never familiar with this one, I don't think. It's called The Constitution Gives Us Liberty. Yeah, I don't remember this one. See, this already is kind of something different here in the start with like these samples of water. He's really creating a whole atmosphere for us. Is that built into the keyboard? I wonder. I don't know. Is that him impeeing himself on mic? Yeah. <laughs> What was that water sound? I think it's really cool. That's like the most experimental he's ever gotten. It's so weird. I was expecting it to be some sort of tropical sound, like a Kokomo sort of arrangement. Yeah, but I don't necessarily that must understand have been him the putting it over it? this. There's no way a keyboard would play yeah, that. Yeah, I think he is getting a little more creative here with his DAW. But it's about the Constitution. Um, is it? I, that's what I'm trying to understand. Is it like a sea to shining sea kind of thing? Like, what the fuck is it? Maybe. He should have had a pan from right to left. So you've got like, oh, the Atlantic over in the right speaker. And then yeah. you've got the water and then over in the... And it's like, oh, manifest destiny. And it pans from right to left. And then over in the, the left speaker, it's like, oh, California. It would be an auditory trip across America. song is educational and fun to listen to. It's not as good as Schoolhouse Rock. Well, it is more idiosyncratic. The Constitution's boring. Yeah, it makes us free today after uh, part of it was repealed. (laughs) I gotta say, there's not a very nuanced take on the Constitution, but what do you expect yeah, from a song? Yeah, it's not really you know? clear what's happening. It's a very retro sort of thing. It reminds me of Obama-era conservatism. The yeah. Tea Party people, they would love to talk about the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess it is quaint, because, again, it's better than talking about children being trafficked, so I think we got to hand that to them. They don't care about the Constitution. No one should care about the Constitution. Who gives a shit? Yeah. That's why they talked about it when Obama was in power, because it was like a, a way to pretend to be principled against him, you know? Yeah, it's the, the excuse to restrain whatever he's doing. Yeah. Same thing when Trump was president. Liberals were like, read the damn Constitution. It's unconstitutional. And they were right, but... Yeah. I think his song should be a minute 30 seconds. Yeah, this is pretty excruciating. This was almost four minutes. That's a lot for him. Yeah, I think it's interesting, too, that unlike Taylor Swift, who's dropping two versions of every album she ever made, Acapinti has almost never dropped proper albums. He just has hundreds of singles, and he has, like, maybe one or two albums he ever did. He's a yeah, real singles artist, you know? He hasn't been signed yet. That's true. He's, at Trump age 83, he's still label. grinding. Oh, totally. I think, like, Sub Pop should sign him or something. 
Yeah, he should be on 4AD. Yeah. He's on an indie Christian label called 33AD. (laughs) Founded by him. I think we can pivot back to some more music later, but what else we got here? Oh, we got a good Rolling Stone. Yeah, enough of music. Enough! Enough! Enough. I've heard enough! I don't know if this damn racket. Taking, my, oh, taking out my hearing aids. I've heard enough. Here's something we can cover for about 30 seconds, but we don't need to get more into it. The audio guy 182, the the uh, stepson of that guy who died in the submersible that everyone was talking about a couple of weeks ago. We were trying to give him credit for at least deleting his account and it would be better for him and for everyone else. But guess what? He's fucking two weeks later. He's back for more. One of those guys who gets enough negative attention, he can't stop and he needs his fix. So now he's back. He's saying the N-word. He's doing all kinds of shit. Saying that he'll say the N-word all day on the set, on the dead homies 100. Are the dead homies his stepdad and the people in the submarine? I think that's what he's implying. So he's going to... Obviously, he's just trying to make people mad, too. Well, you can't tell someone how to mourn, how to grieve. Yeah, true. If that's what he wants to say on his dead stepdad. His other forms of uh, grief on here. Everyone who has been kind to me, I'm taking to the Taylor Swift Eras Tour in L.A. Wow, we can't get away from Taylor Swift today. Yeah, she's famous. And he even has one attempt at like a fun, jokey, likable post of, it's impossible to feel sad when looking at boobs. I'm like the Shohei Otani of Twitter. Hmm. Yeah, I guess he said he's going to run for president, and he says president of the United Stairs by accident, S-T-A-R-E-S. So he's just, um, he figured that it doesn't really matter because he can't get fired from anything. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter if his mom or whoever says, you shouldn't tweet this stuff. Yeah, like, why not? acting out. Yeah, why not? What are you going to do to this guy? You're going to tell him he's stupid? Who gives a shit? People have told well, him that his whole life. He's already using that in his own ways. Being president may be my only option. This country will elect any idiot. So he's already doing like the self-effacing thing. Oh, someone called him the goat. Yeah. And he retweeted them. Wow. The goat in human form. Or he sold his account. That's always a possibility. I don't, I don't, but at this point, I don't know why posting, someone would buy it. He's posting pictures of himself in a Taylor Swift shirt, though. They could have yeah, like come I through think and found I think an old one, him. but I think it is him. Especially because he's still like he's saying the N word again. That could be like a reference to it, but I think I, I think it really is him. Yeah, I think he is, genuinely it, wants the attention. Yeah, it it almost resembles him selling his account. Like when someone famous sells their account, and then like the guys who ran the Iron Sheik or someone like that, they'll take it and they just say whatever the most offensive thing is, or just keep yeah. reposting the same rage bait over and over again. But he's doing that to himself with his own identity, which is yeah. kind of interesting. It's interesting to see like he's using, it's like he bought his own account. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really just what happens when you go from no followers to 11,000 followers and people are just like gawking at you. He just wants to play into that to get clicks. Like, you know, again, it's maybe legitimately in some form, it is a way of processing grief of like, I just want clicks, clicks, clicks. Yeah. I, I don't guess care if everyone's laughing at me. To some extent, his stepdad being a billionaire, that was sort of his claim to fame. Yeah. Like, that's what made him famous or made him notable in some way. And now he's notable because he's this guy. Because he's not a billionaire stepson anymore. Yeah, he's he just can some be himself guy. now. Yeah. A really annoying guy everyone's dunking on. They should put him in Blink-182 because they need a second guitarist. And maybe he can't play, but that's okay. They should just yeah. have tracks playing. Who cares? Well, that's what, yeah, Josiah said they already played a tracks anyway. So just let him uh, noodle around on a guitar that's not plugged in. Just make sure he's not around any women or girls. So there was an interesting story in Rolling Stone called Luke Combs isn't hawking weight loss gummies. AI scammers are. Ads, narr- ads narrated by the AI-created voices of country stars like Combs, Lainey Wilson, and Tim McGraw are popping up online and preying upon a passionate fan base. And it's uh, apparently there's this epidemic of country stars being used to sell CBD gummies and weight loss gummies and all sorts of miracle cures. And they're actually using AI trained on their voices in interviews to sound like them. And it's tricking old people. And it's interesting. It's like the up the upgraded version of the Reba scammer people who will email someone or they'll message them on Instagram and say, I'm Reba McIntyre. 
and I need a $25 Target gift card, and you need to take a picture of it <laughs> after it's scratched off because I have to pay my electric bill, and they'll send it to her. But now they have an actual voice, and it sounds like whoever it is because someone's voice over the phone isn't going to sound good anyway, or someone's voice playing out of your phone speaker. I think we have politicians to blame for how gullible old people are. I mean, it's chicken egg kind of stuff. But like Nancy Pelosi's real emails are like, I need you to scratch off a $25 gift card for me or else we've lost the midterms, you know? Yeah, they should be impersonating older people. I guess Reba is that age. Yeah, for sure. But these are younger younger people. So I guess what he says in this uh, AI voice is, I was at an all-time low and then God blessed me with the Miracle Root Gummies. My good friend Lainey Wilson had recommended them to me, and that's Luke Combs saying that. Okay, see, I don't know anything about him, so I hope, I really hope that he has a song called All Time Low, or else that copy is just not snappy enough to be real, you know? Yeah, or he should join the band All Time Low. Yeah, like any real ad copy featuring a big-time country artist is gonna make like three or four references to their biggest hits in like a really stupid, annoying way. I guess that guy, Luke Combs, he did a cover of Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. And I was looking at the comments on YouTube and people had some pretty funny things to say about the pronouns being changed. He didn't change the pronouns. And there were some people saying that's good because it's weird to change it or it doesn't matter. And then other people saying like he should have changed it actually because it doesn't make sense if it's a woman who wants a fast car and that kind of shit. And it's a, that, that's a very fu- uh, funny song to worm its way into that universe. And he did a like a straight ahead cover of it, kind of like the Iris cover we were talking about with Josiah. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like a classic acoustic guitar song. Like I associate that song with being in college and hearing people outside the dorm playing like the do 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 over and over again. And uh, yeah. <laughs> now it's a country hit, and I guess that's cool. But I would like to, uh, I would like to see a country version of it called Fast Truck, so it actually makes sense. Yeah, maybe Florida Georgia Line can get on that. Yeah, because a car doesn't really make sense. I don't really know about cars, but if it was a truck, it would be pretty awesome. Yeah, we're Florida Georgia Line, and we want you to cruise on down to the gummy store to buy these weight loss supplements. But I've always loved to think of a really dumb guy hearing about that song and then thinking Tracy Chapman is the name of a country singer or like a guy. It's yeah. like a song called Face uh, called Fast Car by a guy. This must about be NASCAR. sick. And then they hear it and it's a song about like being a poor lesbian. But it does have a fast car in it. You can't take that away. But people are impersonating that guy to sell gummies. And also Tim McGraw and Garth Brooks. And this is like this is more widespread than I thought. Okay, um, I'm, I looked up Florida Georgia Line song titles here. This is how they should be selling gummies. Hey, we're Florida Georgia Line. Whether you're up or down, whether it's Sundays or any day, whether you're holy or just a simple fool, hey, this is how we roll. We buy these gummies that will make you lose weight. And that's how it's meant to be. May we all eat these gummies to lose weight. Anyone who's a big Florida Georgia Lion fan is going to realize I just made like 10 references in there and they're going to go crazy and they'll know for real that that was them and not me scamming you. Yeah, I got all 10 references. We need to make a BuzzFeed quiz. Did you catch all the references? It's just yes or no. Yep. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. Oh, correct. So there are a couple funny paragraphs in here. Uh, it's even more successful if there's pre-existing interviews and audio. And for celebrities, there's a ton. For the Combs fake, the scammers likely called words and phrases from the singer's appearance on Joe Rogan's podcast. With podcasts like Joe Rogan's, the audio is obviously super clean, they use high-quality mics, and there's no background noise whatsoever. So that data would make the job of someone who wanted to recreate a voice a lot easier. So it's very funny... For someone to be using Joe Rogan audio to sell fake miracle cures using Yeah, you could just do AI. that on Joe Rogan. <laughs> like, that's what they do on there already. Like, that's yeah. what Alex Jones goes on there to do. It it's is, just someone it, else getting their taste, though, you know? Yeah, it's like, what are we even, what are we even talking actually, about Later here? in the article, um, I think it's Luke Combs' manager who's trying to deal with this shit, says that they've tracked it down to somewhere in India. So in that sense, it is just like some Indian guys, you know, hustling and getting their piece. 
obviously Joe Rogan's going to be pushing this stuff, but why can't some guys in India push it by scamming, you know? They're just trying to live the American dream, too. When the gummy stuff started, we were talking about it on the bus, and Lainey has two ladies who drive, and one of them goes, wait a second, are those the same gummies that Miranda Lambert had been using? So I guess, like, the, the people on these tours... The crew and the drivers yeah. are getting these ads and then bringing it up. And then the singers have to be like, I am not selling gummies. And it's also kind of weird because you do see products like this all the time. Legitimately. Oh, totally. like, And you'll see even scammy banner ads. Like you'll see ads for Tommy Chong CBD gummies next to the ones that say Chum Lee from Pawn Stars died. Yeah. And why no one went to his funeral. Like the real ones will just be in there and you'll click on it and it is a real website and it is endorsed by them Yeah, because it's very, it's very easy to start a Delta eight CBD gummy company. It probably all comes from one factory and it's easy to get someone to sign off on it. Yeah. It's like people signed off on um, NFTs. That thing where Alex Jones and Gwyneth Paltrow on goop sell the exact same supplements from the same source, which is marketed to different people. I'm sure that the scams are almost indistinguishable from the non-scams to some extent. Yeah, it, it raises a lot of interesting questions about how widespread this stuff is. And what ends up happening is everybody's got their own brand of bullshit. Yeah. Everybody's selling themselves. Everybody's got an NFT. Everybody's got this and that. And then if you don't do it, someone in India is going to use your name and your face and your AI voice to sell it to your fans. And then they're going to ask you about it and you're going to be confused. And then like, you got to issue know. a statement to your fans being like, that's not my official scam. If you want to buy my scam bullshit, it's on my website. Yeah. If you want to buy my scam bullshit, it's at the merch table. Yeah. If you want to yeah, buy my, my a, lazy, uh, weight loss gummies at the merch table. A Laney Wilson t-shirt. We're probably not far from that. Yeah. But are the gummies good though? It doesn't say anything about that. Do they work for weight loss? Do they have stuff in them? Like, I think they should, whoever wrote this article, they should have, uh, they should have ordered the gummies and then like cut them apart with tweezers and, and put them in like a spectrometer and see what's in there. What chemicals yeah. are in there? I'm interested totally. to see, like, do they actually show up? Does it do anything? Is it poison? Does it have ingredients on it? Yeah, that would be a genuinely great article. Because to me, it doesn't matter too much if Luke Combs endorsed this or not. Because who's that to me? I'm just a gummy man. I'm not a country man. Yeah. And if it works, hey. Although, to Luke Combs' credit, he had an Instagram post uh, where he was just being jokey, like, hey, the weight loss gummies ain't working, you know? In their PolitiFact and Snopes things, no, Miranda Lambert isn't hawking these weight loss gummies. False. Garth Brooks weight loss gummies ads are a scam. A social media poster website reports that Garth Brooks endorsed CBD or keto weight loss gummies. This is like a, a new thing this year, I guess. And it is interesting that it's CBD. Like, I don't know what a yeah. keto gummy even is. It's that stuff yeah, doesn't even nonsense. make sense on its face. It's like yeah. ashwagandha or turmeric or just some shit like that. Horny goat weed. Horny goat weed. Yeah, that's the goat. That's the goat yeah. herb. Endorsed by Rilo Rodriguez. That's right. Horny goat in human form. <laughs> HGIF. But I, I don't get how CBD would make you lose weight necessarily. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah, it seems like bullshit. But hey, if it's just a CBD gummy, you at least got something, right? Like it, it may be a normal product you're getting. That's why I'm so curious. Someone really should buy this and find out. But not me because I don't want to do it, okay? Yeah, if they're just selling gas station what am I CBD. Do? Yeah, I don't know how to get it. That's the what thing. What am I going to do? Get a, do a trip report? I don't know where to get these gummies from Luke Combs because they're not on his website and I'm I'm hearing about them. And maybe, they, it says they, lose, on, uh, they make you lose weight, but I can't buy them and find out. We could go on Instagram and like and follow Luke Combs and these other artists until we get the ads, then buy them, then write a trip report about what happens to us and then take them constantly for weeks and then see if we lose weight. Or we might just die because there's just like some kind of like lead in them or something. I guess we're not babies. I don't think lead would kill us. You know what I mean? You could think of something more dangerous that could kill us. I don't know. Yeah, lead is safe for adults. Yep. Yeah, my doctor said you can have as much lead as you want. The paint chips taste really good. It's okay if you spit them out. Yeah, I like purple ones. 
red ones, yellow ones. I'm going to do a cover of D12's Purple Pills called Purple Paint Chips. It was such an L for humanity that that tasted good. Like for the <laughs> Romans putting it in wine. Why would you make that taste good? God wouldn't make that taste good if he was real. The most dangerous thing that you can find before we invented bombs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we invented can you make it taste good? Things. The world's cruel. Before you could even get sugar. I think another funny thing about this article is there's like fucking 15 different times that many people interviewed insist that the reason this scam works so well is that country stars are so authentic that everyone believes it when they hear it. Yeah, there's someone in here. There's the most gossipy woman of all time named Mandolin Monchick, who's the manager yeah. of Lainey Wilson. And she keeps saying stuff about how they're fat. Like, uh, where does she say it? Lainey's known for being curvier, and then she lost weight. People were starting to comment on that, Monchik says. So there is that authentic part again. Yeah. So it's uh, it's an it, example of funny. being authentic. Yeah, like, like you're her manager, and you're going in this article and saying, yeah, it was believable that she would sell weight loss gummies because she used to be chunky as fuck. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like very... this, is, this is PR for her. It is like a PR person's mentality of, though, oh, how do I spin this? You know, oh, her weight loss is part of her authenticity, her struggle, you know? They should um, just let it happen. Who gives a shit? But you're right. That woman mentions this stuff so many times throughout it. It bothered Lainey because she stands for people being authentic and feeling comfortable in their own skin. And then she later turns around to kind of like nag her. And she's like, I don't want people thinking I'm a phony or people feeling bad about themselves because they think they have to lose weight. It's ironic that authenticity is the thing that drives country singers to the top. That's not what drives country singers to the top at all. And she was also the about one like that, flashy uh, clothes, having a cowboy hat and a big belt buckle back in the day. Or with Florida Georgia Line, it's about like saying how you smoke weed and drive an eighty thousand dollar truck. Like it has never been about being authentic. Come on. Yeah, it's it's never been authentic from the beginning. Probably the least authentic genre of music ever. I think my most authentic uh, musician that I love is Chris Gaines. Yeah. I well, think his greatest hits album, it's so authentic top to bottom. He's an authentic rocker. Yeah. Garth Brooks true. is not an authentic country musician, but Chris Gaines yeah. is an authentic rocker. Yeah, 100%. I don't like his side project, Garth Brooks. Yeah, it's too ironic and campy for me. Chris Gaines needs to stick to what he does best, rocking. He should have two different fake gummies. There should be a sativa for Garth and Brooks an and then an Indica <laughs> for Chris Gaines because he's dark. That's so stupid. That would be awesome. They should call it Inda Feelings because it's got me in in my feelings. I call it Inda Car because it's for smoking Inda Car. I think Tracy Chapman should have Inda Fast Car. Inda Fast Car. Yeah, I bought her weed gummies by mistake. Yeah. Remember when DJ Khaled was selling... Um, 24 packs of energy drinks and each one counted as an album sale before billboard cracked down on that. I want to see that with like weed gummies or something like reissue, like Cheech and Chong's novelty singles and sell them each with like 40 gummies that each count as an album sale. Yeah. That's, I think that's what they should do to legitimize these fake gummies. That's how they should use. That's how they should get Tim McGraw and Miranda Lambert and Luke Combs to not sue them or give them all this bad PR. And like, they're just trying to stomp on their business. Yeah. They should you know count what? every one of those sales as an album sale. So they're on top of the charts. The scammers in India can sell people the fake weight loss gummies and everybody makes money. Well, here's, the, here's how to really do it. Like, this is like the master stroke to me is, you know, India is an emerging economy. They can't always get the biggest like Western artists to tour out there. And obviously in the U.S., they're going to crack down. Billboard's already cracked down on those kind of practices. You can't sell 40 gummies and count that as 40 album sales. But in India, you can. And these scammers are Indian. So how about you sell 40 of these gummies to someone in America? That counts as 40 album sales for Luke Combs in India. And suddenly he's selling millions of albums out there. Suddenly he's touring India. And now he's got access to a billion more fans and he's going to be so thankful to these scammers for opening that up. Everyone wins. We should go over there and set that up where you can, you can pay someone from America to India 
to get your album on the charts in India. And all you have to do is there are two guys over there and they pass a thing of 10 million gummies back and forth. It's this big bag of gummies. Yeah. And for every one of those, your album gets counted for one sale. And so you can pay them like a thousand dollars and you can say it was at number one for one day until the guy handed the bag of gummies to the other guy. Yeah. Tracy Chapman, fast car, number one in India in 2023. Yeah. For one minute. And then it was replaced by a fast car by Luke Combs. Yeah. So there are a couple new Chief Kufre songs that we haven't well, listened new-ish. to. The problem is he used to drop songs nonstop and he hasn't dropped in about a year. I, I think believe- he died. No, I think he's cooking. I'm pretty sure he's just working on something incredible. I did look up Chief Kufri obituary just in case, but we don't know his real name, so I guess we can't really say. But I'm content to believe that he's still being a substitute teacher somewhere and he's busy with that, but eventually he's going to drop about 400 more songs on us. Uh, I tried to track down what's the newest thing he released, and this one is from last year, as you can tell. Let's Let's check it out. Here we go. This is called President Putin's Daughters and Ukraine Spelled Wrong War Part 2. My friends, thank you. The most recent thing on Spotify is 2019. On, uh, on YouTube, though, there's a bunch of 2022 songs like this one. Like, obviously, he didn't pre- predict uh, this war. Unless it's about the 2013 invasion. I guess I haven't listened to the lyrics closely enough. I don't know. Now I'm curious. It might be about that invasion. That would be pretty old. Yeah. March 10, 2022. So it was probably that one. It was probably okay, the new one. I think it is. Yeah, this is like the latest stuff he released. This stuff is kind of hypnotic. Totally. It's not good to listen to while driving. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we probably made that observation in the past. Yeah, it's, it's so the funny. worst have possible version of that. Blaring constantly. If you're like driving on the highway and you're just like kind of high and you keep hearing the siren constantly, it's just Chief Kufre. Subscribe, please, and it's over a, <laughs> a picture of a, of a burning, burning building. building. <laughs> it says subscribe, please. It's in bad taste, I think. It's <laughs> on fire. And he always sounds so celebratory. That's the thing. It's like Akapinti, but it's worse. Like, yeah. No matter what he's talking he about, it sounds joyful. like it's a, it's a jamboree. That's why he should stick to like nine minute long songs about eating pussy, because at least it's like understandable that he's having fun and excited, I guess. Yeah. What does this have to do with Putin's daughters? He hasn't mentioned them at all. Yeah, is this just a generic song and he puts a video over it? Yeah, it's like a slideshow of Putin and his daughters and burning buildings and stuff. Maybe and he's I been dead for years. it's just the title and text that are changed. And this is some posthumous tracks that are dropping. Yeah, they found these in his, his stash. Maybe his building burned down and that's what we're seeing here. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus, for you saved Love. He's on some Jesus shit now. Like, all right, I'm not sure that this was released. Well, they're in 20- all Christian over there, and it's not helping. Yeah, that's true. How come the U.S. always has to intervene? Where's God with this one? You know? Yeah, can he pick up the slack for once? Earth is on fire. He could at least say Ukraine is on fire, and he spelled it wrong. This is an old-ass track. Yeah, I think this is from, like, 2013, and someone pulled it out of the vault because he's missing, and people are getting suspicious, like, where's his new songs? What if he went to Ukraine? The last thing he posted was about Ukraine. That's true, yeah. I saw his his Twitter post from last year. He might have died over there. Okay, here's another one. This is one of his older albums. We never heard this one before. The song is called... Tyra Banks versus Ellen DeGeneres versus Big Boobs Wendy Williams. And it's six minutes long. Wow. In Inglewood, California. He's just reading Wikipedia facts about them. Tyra Banks at age 11 became the torchbearer 
for so many women to follow. Well, this is 2010. Wait, Wait, Kufre Bassi Kufre. Let's see. Oh, man. This hook hits. But the thing is, he should have changed the beat because the beat is exactly the same from verse to hook. But that's just how he, he does it. I looked up his real name and I see a couple things, but nothing that's like proof he's alive. Just an old LinkedIn, that kind of See, stuff. See, he's not super old though. I think he's alive. I just, I just hope he's. He's probably in like the 50. studio. I hope he's in the lab. You know. Yeah, I want to hear more from him. Maybe he has a new project and he's doing it under a different name. Nah, he's already got millions of fans around the world. He would never do that. It's true. Only 97 views on this. Even with big boobs, Wendy Williams, with SEO like that. Yeah. The amount of people searching that every day at the library. He should have added Dave Portnoy and Taylor Swift to the title. Yeah, he would have some opinions about that for sure. Tyra Banks versus Ellen DeGeneres. To watch you could get him going for a good 15 minutes for some spoken oh, yeah. word stuff. He's still on Tyra Banks. When's he going to get to Ellen DeGeneres and Wendy Williams? Where's the verses? Tyra Banks, oh Tyra. I'm gonna lose my mind if the siren comes in like halfway through. I'm not I'm not expecting it, but I would love it if it did. The chicken dance between Ellen DeGeneres and Wendy Williams. Here we go. The big boobs lady will not cut it here. 2011, the new princess is Tyra Banks. I just don't get it. What are we talking about here? So wait, I'm trying to understand. Is he saying that Tyra Banks dethroned Ellen DeGeneres and Wendy Williams? Is he just watching daytime TV? I think so. And he saw all three of them in a row? This is why he's one of the greats of all time. Like, There's so much interpretation that we can do here. You write a thesis about this song. So this one was, what year was this? You said 2010 earlier, but he just said 2011. It's hard to tell with him because he'll re-release something like four times with the exact yeah. same recording. So the crown of Oprah, Gail Winfrey, passes directly. Ah, uh, Oprah. He loves talking about Oprah and other songs. Yeah, I guess they were, uh, they were competing. Wendy Williams maybe and Ellen DeGeneres were competing. I think this is downstream of his Oprah obsession after hearing that last line. It's so strange for someone like him to be so obsessed with shows with the target demo of women 25 to 54. Yeah. Like what is what is the number one show? He is he's home at the wrong time of the day. Yeah, is it like when his substitute teaching isn't like like maybe during the summer he watches like daytime TV for women, like his wife's watching it or something. He's only watching that all day. He's watching like Maury and Jerry Springer and Tyra Banks, yeah. Ellen, Wendy Williams. I would believe that. I think it's a, a credible theory. Yeah, he's still in that universe. I remember staying home sick from school and you would have yeah, to wait until like 5 p.m. to watch something right good on basic yeah, cable. Yeah, it's just all trash all day. For many to follow. For many, many young women to follow. At an early age of 11, she decided to carry the torch for so many colored women to follow. Until today, All right. she is an icon of hope for so many women. So yeah, this seems to be pro Tyra, anti Ellen, and big boobs Wendy Williams. Big boobs Wendy Williams. I'm just completely lost in his mental world now, where he's thinking yeah. this much about Wendy Williams. And this he really needs to make an update to this. Yeah. Like, obviously, Tyra Banks is the leader of this. If this is her versus Ellen DeGeneres versus Big Boobs Wendy Williams. It's like me versus Maradona versus Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, the winner of that's obviously me. And in this case, it's Tyra Banks. 
But because uh, she's in the chorus. In this case, Chief Kufri has not been canceled. So Wendy this, Williams has kind of. Oh yeah. She's always nothing either saying something racist or she's sick or. She is not in good health. She's in very bad health. Well, Tyra Banks, too. Remember when she would do the fat suit thing? Yeah, that was rude of her. And Ellen DeGeneres has all the stories about what a dickhead she is to all of her uh, staff. So, Yeah, I want to hear a new version of this. I want to hear about Wendy Williams' health problems. I want to hear about what Wendy Williams said about that TikTok star, where there was like a, a TikTok star that got gunned down, and she brought it up on her show and was like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Williams' comments were criticized as insensitive and disrespectful. And she also, she's against public breastfeeding. <laughs> she's transphobic. She was insensitive about a cleft palate. Um, she's going for the whole bingo card here. She was doing victim blaming to Kesha. She openly cool. promoted sperm theft. Oh, that's even better than all the rest. That's really funny. You can't have a daytime TV show and you're openly promoting sperm theft. You gotta Once do again, that off Chief the Kufri air. Chief Kufri is right. I feel like when we listened to Chief Kufri in the past, we usually were like, you know what? Politically, he's not so bad. And once again, he's right. Wendy Williams, you're done. He called yeah. it 12 years ago. How bad is Tyra Banks to work for? Like, has there probably been a terrible. huge controversy? Of the three, she's probably the best to work for. Yeah, relatively speaking. We're probably wrong, but I'm going to say we're right. I mean, I'm sure it's not great, but I haven't heard about the stuff I've heard about Ellen about her or the yeah. stuff, the kind of stuff that Wendy Williams does. Wendy Williams, I don't think she even has a show anymore, so you can't really work for her at all. Yeah, I'm gonna go her, ahead. Her show went off the air last year. I think for for the moral righteousness of this track and for that absolute banger of a hook that is so hypnotic and so creative, I'm gonna go ahead and give this Fortune Kit best new music from 12 years ago. I will call him the goat. In human form. That is right. Chief Kufre the goat. Well, you know, to close out, it's been a long time since we've been um, aggressively self-aggrandizing or self-promotional. But since I'm putting out a track tomorrow, or today, really, this is coming out tomorrow, so we're pretending like it's today, I got a song called Violet Fascinator, just like a little like power pop kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know what you'd call this. But I have to play us out with that. <laughs> you have to. In order to... to I have to. Oh, I, I can't believe I have. Ah. Look, I'd love to play Tyra Banks versus Ellen DeGeneres versus Big Boobs Wendy Williams again. But the people at, you know, the suits on my own Bandcamp page are telling me you got to play this one. Those guys they are Nazis. No yep. The people at Bandcamp, they're Nazis. I chose Those to just, work with they're them. They're on your ass all day long. You got to promote. You got to go on all the shows. You got to go on Tyra Banks. You got to go on Ellen. You got to go on Wendy Williams. Yeah, I know what she said about sperm jacking. Yeah, I support, I support sperm jacking too. I don't care. When you go on Bandcamp, you upload something and they say, by the way, we're actual Nazis and you have to click OK to upload. It's crazy that it happens. Look through me quickly and tell me you know I'm about 